This is the anthem of the adventurer. The show for men who are tired of forsaking their dreams, who are willing to risk, to dare greatly, and know in their soul that their desire for adventure is good. It's time to venture into the wild places in our hearts. Here's your host, Dan Sainer. Welcome to another episode of the Anthem of the Adventurer. I'm your host, Dan Zayner. And before we get into today's interview, I wanted to share a little bit about our show sponsor for this week, Izaru. They're a brand that inspires parents to create deep connections with their children through play, creativity, exploration, and doing good deeds together. On their blog, they share everything from fun family games, exciting places to travel, humanitarian projects, healthy habits, to DIY tutorials. They're especially known for their epic handmade Halloween costumes. And in their shop, they offer a collection of empowered graphic tees for adults and kids. The kids' tees include fun pockets to encourage them to get outside, explore nature, and collect treasures they find during their adventures. And as part of their mission to be the good, a portion of all sales are donated to organizations that help underprivileged youth. These organizations build playgrounds in areas of poverty, provide art education, and outdoor experiences to inner-city youth. Isru is offering an exclusive discount only for the Anthem of the Adventure community of 25% off your entire order. Use the code ANTHEM to redeem your discount. Now, on to the show. Today on the show, we have Scott Colby, who is creating some amazing things out in Colorado around the space of gratitude and adventure with his company, Say It With Gratitude. He found inspiration for this through an amazing trip to Guatemala that changed his life. He volunteered to help build a school for a poor community, but the outpouring of gratitude and welcome from the entire community just really impacted him. He took that attitude from the community into his own life, and now he works to help others live that out in their own lives. You're going to really love this episode and the challenge that he gives at the end, so make sure to listen to that and share what you do with it on our Facebook page, The Anthem of the Adventurer Tribe. Enjoy the show. Thank you so much for joining on another episode of the Anthem of the Adventurer podcast. Today we have a uh, new friend, Scott Colby, that I uh, met a few weeks ago and just really excited to get to reconnect with uh, on the show and been following along with his, his message of gratitude and just so looking forward to, to talking with this guy today. Scott, welcome to the show. Hey, Dan. Thanks for having me. I mean, what better topic to talk about than adventure? Uh, I'm excited. You've got a great thing going with your podcast and your community. And I'm just thrilled to be able to be a small part of it. Well, thanks, Scott. You've been uh, uh, definitely an inspiration as, as we've gotten to know each other just a little bit. And um, I'd love for you to, to talk about kind of how you um, got into doing what you're doing, uh, where you're from, a bit about your family and, and uh, where your passions are taking you these days. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Let's see how much I can condense that down so we don't take all day <laughs> just talking about this. So I live in Denver, Colorado, but I was uh, I grew up in Virginia, still have family back in the East Coast. Uh, in fact, as we record this, I uh, headed back there in about a week. So when I'm in Virginia, I mean, we're in the heart of the Blue Ridge Mountains and right by the Appalachian Trail. So I'm going to mm. get adventure going um, on my trip. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, I come, so way before kind of the fitness background, which I've been a part of for 
the better part of 15 years, I've got a background in biomechanics. So that's a little bit boring. So we won't talk too much about that. <laughs> I transitioned into fitness um, and have been doing that really for 15 years. But then in 2010, or actually 2009 or 2009, started to think about what are some ways I can reach my clients on an even deeper, more transformational level. Mm. And um, I was actually sitting in a conference listening to a guy that takes some clients on adventure trips. And I had actually been on my own adventure trip in 2007, never really thought about putting on one for my clients. But I mm. thought, hey, what a great way to um, include more of my passions. You know, fitness is one set of passions. But what about adventure? I love hiking and whitewater rafting and mountain biking. Why don't I charge for that? <laughs> you know? Yeah, so why not? <laughs> I, I put together my first ever fitness adventure back in 2010. Cool. And at least one adventure trip with clients that they paid for ever since. So coming up on eight years here now that I've been putting on adventure trips. Uh, and then kind of kind of to wrap up what I'm doing, about a year and a half ago, I started a, another brand called Say It With Gratitude. So my mission is really to um, help people live in gratitude uh, more than they are now, whatever that looks like for them. And it could be having more adventure in their life. And like for me, living in Colorado, I feel grateful in rich, not the definition of rich like money-wise, but the definition of rich that I can go out to a forest or a mountain anytime that I want and, and see natural beauty and, and do something adventurous. And so, yeah, why don't we bring more of that uh, gratitude and um, life of, of adventure to people? And so that's really what I'm bringing to uh, my audience uh, these days. That's awesome. I, I really love that. And gratitude has been such a a transformational kind of force, I guess, in, in my life over the past uh, year or so, since I started to kind of focusing on that more on a daily basis. What, what, what was that moment that made that shift for you to uh, focus on that more? Sure. Um, and I'm glad you asked that because it is, it was while I was traveling. So I was, I was having an adventure. Um, I went to Guatemala in 2014. Awesome. And yeah, and not to say that I didn't know what gratitude was or I never had ex had expressed gratitude prior to that, but really I went there to volunteer to build uh, a school for a really poor community. Mm. And really, as I stepped off the bus with 20 to 25 other volunteers in that poor community, what I saw really amazed me. It was a line of two people from the bus all the way back to where their old classroom was. So the line went for a while. And it was just kids and parents and grandparents. It felt like the entire community was there to welcome us. They were waving American flags. <laughs> they were playing rock music. Wow. Um, they were giving us hugs as we walked between the line of people. They were giving us high fives. They were smiling. They were just so appreciative and grateful for us volunteers to be there. I really felt like a rock star, star walking through, it's like, almost like the red carpet. Um, and so this treatment, and I felt like an outpouring of love. And I thought to myself, how do I feel more loved and appreciated my first second stepping into this community than really in the eight years that I had lived in Denver? 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I witnessed over the week that I was there was, hey, these people, they're, they're poor. Um, they've got families of 10 to 12 people living in a single room home. So they're sleeping on the floor. They don't have much clean water. Um, they don't have uh, much food. Uh, of course, they don't have, you know, this stuff, like the latest technology. Thank goodness for them, right? <laughs> yes. They don't have that, and they don't need that because they have each other. They have the yeah. volunteers. They were so appreciative that a new classroom was going to be built, and they were going to be able to learn better. That's what they appreciated. And so I kind of take that or took that attitude and said, you know, how can I sp- spread more of that first within myself but then how can I help others live a life of gratitude? And that ultimately helped lead me to start my current business, Say It With Gratitude. Mm, that is so awesome. And those, those kind of service-oriented trips are, are, can be really transformational, not only for the community that you're serving, but for the people who go on them. That's, that's really great. And that's an adventure. You know, even though we weren't there hiking and ziplining and whitewater rafting, it was a new experience for me in a foreign country where... I didn't speak the language and I was building a home out of plastic bottles. They take, they take 10,000 plastic bottles and they stuff it with trash and they call these eco bricks when it's hard, like a, um, when it's hard, like a brick because it has so much trash in it. And that's the foundation for the walls of the classroom. So that was, that was an adventure in its own right. So it doesn't always have to be a physical adventure of uh, sweating and doing things uh, oh, yeah. out, in the, out in a mountaintop. So it was so great to be there. And that, that's, a, that's a really good point and, and kind of a good segue to our, uh, our first question that I'd like to ask folks is, is what is your working definition of adventure? Because it's a little different for everybody. It and, is. And you're, and you're right. It doesn't always mean physical challenge. Yeah. And, and when, you know, when somebody says, when I tell people I love adventure, I'm usually thinking maybe the kind of venture that we often talk about. Like, oh yeah, I love to hike. I love to zip line. I love to, um, I love to whitewater raft. I love to kayak. Like I mentioned, I'm here in Colorado. So that stuff is at my fingertips, but I think really it's probably trying something new, like trying a new food (laughs) that you've never heard of maybe in a, foreign country like Guatemala. That's an adventure. Um, I ran a group once, um, Dan, called the Epic Life Inner Circle. And we talked about living an epic life and trying new things. And one of the things I had the members try was karaoke. I had certainly (laughs) never been brave enough to, to get on stage and to sing karaoke. And so that was a new adventure for me and for several of the members in there. So for me, I think it's getting out of your comfort zone and trying something new, whether it's a new food, whether it's a new physical activity, whether it's a new fun activity at a bar like singing karaoke. Those are all adventurous because they're new to us and it's getting ourselves out of our own uh, comfort zone. So that's what I go for as far as the working definition of adventure. That's awesome. I, I really like that because it's, it's, it's very um, definitive, but, but freeing, right? You know, it's right. something that you can, you can aim for. You can say, yep, this is what it is, but it doesn't restrict you to, you know, go and climb mountains. And that's, that's the only way to do adventure. That's really great. 
Yeah, maybe it's, you know, seeing a movie by yourself. Maybe you've never done bef that before. It's it's uncomfortable feeling, but that's an adventure for you. So again, it's probably going to be a little bit individualized for each uh, viewer here, but it's kind of trying something new and getting your, your own, uh, getting out of your own comfort zone. Yeah. So what are you doing lately to uh, get out of your own comfort zone uh, <laughs> on kind of a daily basis? Oh, gosh, on a daily basis. Um that's a great question. You know, here I'm this gratitude guy and I always are telling people to, um, to, to write thank you cards. And I don't actually do it every day, but I actually just, just before this interview, I wrote four thank you cards. And that's not necessarily getting myself out of my own comfort zone, but it is pushing me beyond what's comfortable. What's comfortable is not to write those or just to shoot off an email or a text message. Hey, thank you for doing this for me. But when you can take out a pen and, and a card or a pen and piece of paper and write a heartfelt message, try that on a daily basis and you're going to have more gratitude in your life. You're going to make somebody else's day better. Mm. I'm in the middle of reading a book called Forest Bathing. Um, it's by mm. a Japanese guy that I can't pronounce his name, <laughs> but it really talks about getting outside and it doesn't have to be a forest, but getting amongst trees. Um, and doing that on a daily basis. Here, oh, I, I live in the city of Denver, so I'm literally down, downtown. Um, but I'm fortunate in that there's a park right across the street from my apartment. Now, there, there's not that many trees, but if I go out there on a daily basis and just maybe sit under a tree for 10 minutes, um, which I have been doing, not every day, but I'm trying to do that regularly. Hey, let's get out. Let's I might not have time to drive an hour or excuse me, a half hour to an hour to a, a hiking trail, but I can find a tree and, and really think and, and have some calm and peace in my life. And that's a little bit out of my comfort zone because it's not something I'm normally doing. Normally I am on technology or my computer right here, which we're doing this interview on and I'm sitting in front of that. We'll get unplugged and break away from technology, even if it's only for 10 to 15 minutes and get outside under a tree and you're gonna feel a lot better. It's gonna stimulate your creativity, so you're gonna be more productive when you get back and you go back to your focused work. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. And I'm, I'm gonna to have to pick up that book because I, <laughs> I yeah, really love that concept. Yeah, it's new, it's a lot of good pictures in there. It's funny because the author um, is from Tokyo uh, and lives right in Tokyo and there's like, that's like mass 13 million yeah. people, like stimuli overload. Just he talks about people being crammed into the, like the, the subway system. Oh, yeah. And it sounds awful, but he also talks about they've got such an, an enormous number of parks to choose from with so many trees. And so that he's coming from, it's cool. He's coming from the perspective of a guy living in the city, but how you can break away for five, 10 minutes every single day. And just think about, you know, what you're grateful for while you're under some trees. Yeah, that's, I, I think such a really powerful concept. And actually, um, I, was, <laughs> I was just re-listening to the uh, the interview I had with John Eldridge before we started talking as kind of a way to get, way to get my mind right after kind of a, a rough morning. Uh, but what he talked about in there was like, when he gets, you know, kind of overwhelmed or unfocused or whatever, just take like five minutes outside and just breathe and, you know, just even just walking around your building <laughs> and kind of, you know, how that's just really restorative. So that's a really great concept.
Yeah, there's so many um, studies now showing the positive effects of getting out in nature. Um, and, you know, as entrepreneurs uh, or, you know, just working a, a regular job, we're often inside in a cubicle. So get rid of those walls by going outside, even if it's just a five, 10 minute walk on your break or on your lunch break, it makes a huge mental benefit. You know, we talk about the physical benefits, of course, of exercising and hiking, but the mental benefits of getting outside in nature. And, you know, again, the nature could just be uh, just a tree that you find near where you live. You may not live in a beautiful yeah. setting. Just find a tree and that will help stimulate you and give you some a lot of good mental benefits. Yeah, that's a really good point. And that one of the reasons that I love uh, talking to guys like you is that the whole point of this movement, this show is to, to let people know that there's such a low barrier to entry to getting some adventure in your life, getting those the, the mental, the physical, the spiritual benefits of that. Um, what are some other ways that we can we can do that um, and that you're finding really beneficial for you and your community? Yeah, for sure. I mean, meditation is one thing that um, that's really been a big focus of mine. Mm. You know, kind of what I've been talking about is a little bit along the lines of meditation. Um, read a book probably about four years now called The Miracle Morning. Yes. Um, and now I I'm reading that book. Yeah, I'm reading, I literally just got, I don't have it, with, it's sitting in my backpack, but the Miracle Morning for Millionaires is like their latest um, their latest book. He's been kind of talking to different audiences now as he's grown the Miracle Morning brand, and it just kind of reinforces the that starting your day off uh, and focusing on you, so kind of getting up out of bed, drinking some water, and then going through what they call their savers. Um, so the first S would be scribing, uh, which could be writing down gratitude in a journal. Maybe it's writing the thank you card that I talked about. Um, and then the A is for affirmation, so really thinking through the, you know, we all have probably a lot of negative self-talk, so sometimes we have to consciously read from a piece of paper, you know, what we want our life to look like and how we feel about ourselves. Um, as, as an aside, I saw a movie yesterday. It was a documentary of Mr. Rogers. Hopefully a lot of you remember Mr. Rogers. And the movie was called Won't, yeah. Won't You Be My Neighbor? And his message to kids, it was a very simple message. I like you just the way you are. Well, sometimes we don't like ourselves just the way we are. And we so sometimes we need that positive reinforcement of writing down affirmations and then reading them on a daily basis. So mm. we start to believe it even more. Um, and then the V, so that's A in SAVERS. This is how Elrod's acronym. The V is for visualization, really visualizing. I love this one. Oftentimes I don't really sit down and just like close my eyes and think about what I want my life to look like. At, uh, on a specific, you know, morning routine, but I will often step back. Like after this interview, I'm going to eat some lunch and then I'm going to really just probably go outside and think about where I want to take my gratitude business and how do I put more fun and adventure into the business itself. So that's V. Um, and then E is exercise or me coming from a fitness background. That's an easy one for me. It's not easy for everybody. That could be just doing, you know, 10 push-ups and 20 jumping jacks on your living room floor. Could be going out for a walk like we talked about, or could be participating in more of a formal exercise routine. And then R's for reading. Um, it's so, I mean, 
I'm, here's what else I'm going to do right after this interview. I actually just got six books. Um, and I have a sickness, Dan, because I have a shelf full of books that I haven't, I haven't read a whole lot of them <laughs> or I haven't finished them. But when I see a new book, like The Miracle Morning for Millionaires, I want to get my hands on it. So reading, we're in a time that's awesome because we have so many knowledgeable people putting their, um, their education and their knowledge and their coaching in a book format. So that you can put your phone down and read yeah, something so physical. <laughs> and literally, I actually was just saying to a friend of mine, I actually like the, I've got a Kindle, but I love the physical books. I love just being able to grab one. Oh, yeah. And I'll it's, show you a bit from my, my bookshelf here. Like, you can't do something like this. I mean, you're going to see this because you're listening to this yeah. on audio, but I've got a bunch of tape flags in my tools of right. copy from yes. Tim Ferriss. I think I need to buy stock in 3M because I'm oh my actually out of tape flags after reading this. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, one day, so I'm hoping that one, one of the guests on this show will be able to connect me to Tim so I can show him that. But <laughs> Yeah, that should be cool. Yes, if you interview him, I'm on board with uh, to that episode for sure. He's a great guy to know. Um, I have no connection to him though. I know people that know him, so maybe we can work that. Who knows? You know, the six degrees of uh, separation. No, thing. Of separation. <laughs> but with reading, you know, you've got, you can get a whole education in a book, which is yeah. great for 20 bucks. Um, and then the last S, you know, he had the first S, I'm, I may have put them out of order, but the last S is silence. And so that's when we talk about meditation or focused breathing um, some of these things, man, if you can, if you go outside in nature and do your reading out there and do your meditation out there, or do you write in a thank you card out there, you've got, or exercise out there even, wow, you've got such a good way to kick off your day, leave the technology at home, make that the first hour of your day. And that's where I'm finding where my day could be energetic. I'm more creative. I'm more focused. And so that's kind of some of the message I'm bringing to my community that hopefully your community gets some benefit out of as well. Yeah, I think that's that's huge. He, he talks about in that book of <clears throat> even if you don't do all six, mm. I mean, those six are <clears throat> usually uh, some of the most successful people in history have done one or more of those throughout their entire lives. But if you do all six, I mean, man, you are killing it. Yeah, and, and that's a great point because sometimes I cherry pick the ones that are, uh, hey, I'm just going to do the ones I feel like doing, and that's okay. I love exercise. Meditation relaxes me. It, it makes me feel so at peace. Yeah. So I'll often, often just do like the exercise, the meditation, and write a thank you card. So really find out what works for you. Don't, you, know, you don't even have to overwhelm yourself if you don't want to do all six. He also talks about a strategy where you do all six, but just for one minute for each one. And hey, six minutes, we all have time for Anybody can do that. Six-minute morning routine, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I do, I do um, basically the, the silence and the, the reading um, mostly. But sometimes I'll do some affirmations and visualization. Every now and then I'll throw in a couple of burpees. <laughs> but I usually do exercise later in the morning. Right. And Dan, back to our definition of adventures, some people... They're, they're constantly doing, doing, doing. Their brain never shuts off. So sitting in silence, that's, whoa. Oh, I yeah. That. They're like, I can't do that. And sometimes just sitting in silence for somebody, that's their adventure. Because it goes so mm. against what they're 
mind usually how their mind usually works throughout the day. So that may be another uh, adventure. I'm thinking of something I've tried a couple of times that's been really cool of doing mindful walking through nature. Have you have you done that before? Where you like focus on your footfalls and your breathing and your body posture? Yes. Like, do you, do you do that? Now, I don't do too much of that, but I do it on my head <laughs> because yeah. there's um there's a meditation app that I use called Insight Timer. Oh and yeah, I love that. There's so many different meditation teachers on there, and one that I found has a specific meditation just for that. That's how I started. Yeah, mindful walking. Yeah. So mm -hmm. while I, I have gone out and really focused on my breath, but I listen to her mindful walking meditation in a guided format very often. I actually just did that a couple days ago and I just love it. Um, when you can focus on your breath. Um, and again, many of us walk in nature and unfortunately we're still glued to our phones. So it might be an opportunity to leave your phone at home. Um, the forest bathing author really talks about, just soaking in the the looking up at the trees or feeling the soil in your hands and connecting to earth that way and it makes a big difference. Mm. That's a that's a really important point and I think it, as we we've kind of been talking is just getting back to nature and disconnecting from technology can be a huge way and really easy way to get back into um, a spirit of adventure, no matter where you are, right? We're, we're both kind of, uh, well, I'm not exactly in a huge city, but I was just thinking as we were talking, like it takes me a good half hour, 40 minutes to drive to a hiking trail here too, um, in, in the middle of Indiana, all, in all the cornfields and cows. And everything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, a lot of times when we are, let's say we're going for a hike, it's a challenge, right, to forget about the past. So oftentimes our mind will be like thinking about like, oh, geez, um, I, that, that argument I had yesterday with my friends sucked. Like, and you just keep focusing on that or focusing on the future. Like, oh, gee, how am I going to pay rent uh, next month? My business mm -hmm. isn't doing as well as I want it to. So the challenge is to focus on the present. So leave your phone off or leave it in the car and start to really take in your surroundings. And if you can focus in on your surroundings, like the tree or your steps in front of you or your breath, those are ways like Dan is talking about how you can practice meditation in nature and focus on the present. So you're not, your mind's not working in overdrive and you're not focusing on the, all the things you have to do or all the things that you think you should have been doing from your past. Yeah, that's, that is huge and really restorative mm. as well as um, you're, you're talking about practicing kind of daily gratitude. Like how, how would you get started in having a daily gratitude practice? Let's, let's say you're just having a really terrible week. You're right. feeling like nothing's going right. Like how do you get some gratitude in? What do you, what are some questions you can ask yourself? Sure. Start. Well, the, the easy way to start <clears throat> is a gratitude journal. Now, that doesn't always work. And so I want to kind of share what I mean by that. So a gratitude journal is basically just a, a notebook that's blank, right? It doesn't have to say gratitude journal on it. Um, but just getting into the practice of writing down three things or one thing that you're grateful for when you first wake up, that is a great start. 
the reason I don't think it works for everybody, um, number one, some people just aren't gratitude journal type of people, or they're just not journal type of people. It just, it's a chore for them, and we don't want to make gratitude a chore. Um, number two, some people don't make it a habit. Like you might do it like, oh yeah, I'm excited. Almost like starting a new exercise program. It's great the first maybe seven days. What mm -hmm. happens on day 14 or day 30? Like, oh geez, I forgot to do it. And it just it kind of goes by the wayside. Number three, and I think here's a challenge for people if they're not really living in gratitude. So they're just kind of going through the motion. So maybe they're doing it every day, but they're thinking things like, all right, today I'm grateful for my health, my house, and my spouse. Day two, I'm grateful for my job, uh, my car, uh, my finances. And they're just like, they're not really changing kind of their mindset in a deeper level. Yeah. So when you do express gratitude, take it a little bit deeper. So you might say something like, hey, today I'm grateful for my spouse. Um, I had a really crappy day. I had a long day. But when I came home, she had dinner waiting for me. And that made me feel cared and valued for and loved. And so if you can say something like that um, in your journal, you're going to feel a lot better. Take it one step further. Put that in a card and give it to the person. Wow. Now they're going to feel good too. You're going to make somebody else feel amazing uh, besides yourself. So think about maybe doing things like that. Um, I got a couple other tips for you. Uh, a guy that I actually interviewed for a summit, uh, his name was Kevin Clayson. He wrote a book called Flipping the Gratitude Switch. And so he talked about, you know, oftentimes throughout our day, we have things go wrong. Like, shoot, I'm, I'm sitting in traffic. That sucks. Where can I find the gratitude in, in uh, these negative thoughts that go through our mind, or I stub my toe getting out of bed. How do you flip that into something that you're grateful for? Well, at least you have a bed. Not everybody has a bed. At least you have a roof over your head where the bed is in. A lot of homeless people don't have a roof over their head. At least I'm, you know, when I got up and I stubbed my toe, well, at least I had a, a, a loved one next to me, somebody that loves and cares for me. Not everybody has that. So you really start, at least I have a toe and a foot and a leg. And at least, yeah. I can, at least I can feel pain. Not everybody can feel pain. So when you start to go throughout your day and when you come upon negative thoughts, see where you can flip that gratitude switch um, and turn those negative thoughts into something positive. Um, so that's a good way to begin to get into gratitude on a daily basis. And then a final one, uh, another friend of mine that I interviewed, uh, Yasmin Nguyen, and he, um, he actually talked about having a kick-ass jar. So I have a gratitude jar, which looks like this. So his is similar, but he calls it a kick-ass jar. And we, you know, we talked it, about it in terms of uh, you know, entrepreneurs, but it could be anybody. We all probably have things that go wrong throughout our day, but I think we have more things that go right. And our mind tends to focus on the negative. So if we maybe had like 10 great things happen to us um, and one 
maybe negative thing, our mind automatically shifts to that negative thing. Like, God, this sucks. This was a crappy day. So Yasmin talks about get a jar like this and get some uh, sticky notes like you showed your sticky notes that you have in the tools of the Titan book. Just get some sticky notes or a small notepad. And whenever something positive happens in your day, write it down and put it in your kick-ass jar, like a kick-ass moment. Like this interview, Dan, could be a kick-ass moment for you because you felt, you, know, you felt good. It could be a kick-ass moment for me. So I'm going to put that in my jar. And so, you know, as you go throughout your day, you've got several new things to put in your jar. Then as things arise, like, you know, maybe you get a flat tire or maybe you have something go wrong with your, um, you know, you have an argument with your spouse and you just start to feel bad about yourself a little bit and something negative happened. Well, then go to your jar and pick out several pieces of paper and read the good things that have happened to you over the last few days. And that's going to start to change your mindset um, and, and make you realize that, hey, life's pretty good. You have a lot to be grateful for. Um, and it'll help you kind of combat some of those negative feelings that you have. That is awesome. I really, really like that because I fall into those negative thought patterns fairly frequently. And, and um, usually I'll turn to, you know, texting a buddy or, or calling somebody or which is is good too but that's a that's a really good idea of like refocusing on how much you have to be grateful for and then just and moving on <laughs> yes yes for sure so if one of these resonates to you flipping the gratitude switch going deeper and thinking why you're grateful for somebody or making a kick esther that may be a place to start rather than keeping a journal for some yeah. people journals work well for some they want to go in a different direction. There's a, a really good, uh, you're, you were talking about insight timer earlier. There's a really good uh, like end of the day, bedtime kind of meditation on there. Um, I think it's called prayer into sleep and there's two versions on it. Nice. Uh, but it talks about like re-examining your day moment by moment with gratitude mm -hmm. and then yeah. looking forward to the next day with hope. Yes. Yeah. I love that. One of my buddies start to started to keep a wins journal. So for the end of the day. So he's like writing down all of his wins throughout the day in a journal. So maybe that's some, something that somebody can do. And the benefit of that, doing these things like before bed, right? Doing something like you've just mentioned or a wins journal is it helps us go to sleep in a positive frame of mind versus thinking of all the negative thoughts that a lot of us have at night and that keeps us awake in the middle of the night. Yeah. Now, can you think about the, the power that you'd have in your life? You did both bookend yeah. your day with that. Yes, it is. It's, it's, uh, yeah. So, you know, I know Hal doesn't talk about it too much in the miracle morning, but think of how you can have a miracle evening as well. And maybe there's a book idea for somebody listening yeah. out there. <laughs> so the sure miracle evening. Somehow. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's pretty cool. So I, do you have some stories to share of like people that, um, you know, come back to you from your, your community or maybe your clients that uh, have been kind of transformed by uh, either your, your fitness work or gratitude or, or something or that adventurous you've taken them on? Yeah, um, I'll tell you a story one. So, you know, I've done, like I mentioned, I've done adventure trips at least one a year since 2010. And actually this one just popped up in our Facebook memories. I, I you know, I sometimes 
often don't like Facebook because of it's overwhelming, all these negative things. I love when memories of our adventure trips pop up and we kind of relive them every year. It's kind of like an anniversary of reliving that experience. Well, it actually just popped up the other day, an adventure trip we took uh, in Keystone, Colorado. So it's about an hour and a half from uh, Denver. And one of the active, I mean, we did whitewater rafting. Mm. We did zipline. I fell out of the raft, by the way. So there was actually, yeah, so this is. Oh, man. I wasn't going to tell this part, but there was a woman, <laughs> there was a woman who was so scared to go whitewater rafting because she was telling herself, she had never done it before. She was just telling herself a story. She was thinking of that worst case scenario, like, hey, I'm going to fall out and drown. And she, like, a few weeks prior to the trip, almost canceled coming on the trip because she wow. got herself so worked up. And we've all had probably, you know, for me, if I was going to go skydiving, I could tell you I would probably be that worked up. So we're having those anxious moments. Um, she actually went on the whitewater rafting trip, begged for me to be in her raft. We had, we had so many people that we actually had to take two rafts. They were guided, um, but just me being in her raft was uh, more comfortable for her. And then next thing you know, I'm the one that fell out <laughs> right? and had to swim for my life, and everybody got a good laugh. Um, but come to the end of the whitewater rafting trip, and she like, this was great. I want to do it again. Um, but the, uh, just, uh, kind of the story I was going to tell was a woman that, um, let's see. So a few weeks prior to the adventure trip, she actually lost her daughter in a, mm. in a tragic accident, like young high school daughter. So she decided to come on the trip anyway. And we had already got to know each other online. And so everybody was very supportive of her. But she actually brought her daughter's ashes to the trip and in remembrance of her to kind of spread them uh, at wow. the top of the mountain. And so one of the activities that we were doing um, on the trip was actually hiking a 14er, so a 14,000-foot mountain. Now, for me, that's hard enough. And I live in Colorado. <laughs> so many of these people, like she was coming from Oklahoma. So oh, man have that type of, you know, I was working with her um, in a fitness program prior to the trip, but certainly coming from Oklahoma and doing a 14er presents its own challenges. So, but we, everybody kind of had just like, there was another woman that smoked. There was another woman that had had several foot surgeries. So we all had our own mental or physical battles climbing up this mountain to get up at a peak of 14,000. And when we, when we got up to that mountain, we were all wearing the, these um, red bandanas around our neck with, with a positive inspirational message uh, on it that we were warriors in honor of Jennifer was her name with in honor of Jennifer's daughter. And just kind of like, if you can imagine the transformation, not just climbing up the mountain physically, not getting over the hump of having a foot surgery and doing it or smoking and doing it, but coming together in remembrance of Jennifer's daughter and being there to spread her ashes. It was a completely transformational moment for, for all of us. Mm. We bonded and we came together as a group 
Um, and when you can do an adventure activity uh, in a group where we're all headed towards the same goal, the peak of that, that summit, uh, it's just going to change your life. It wasn't my daughter we were remembering. It was Jennifer's, but it completely changed my life. It gave me one of the best experiences and memories that I'll ever have. Um, and then just, you know, walking down is not easy to come down that mountain. Yeah. Just the, the bonding that night uh, was, you know, it's hard to put into words, but it was probably the best memory I have of one of the adventure trips that I put on with my clients. And again, we just experienced the memory on uh, our Facebook memories uh, last week. It popped up and we all commented like, Hey, it was the best experience we've ever had in our lives. So it was pretty cool. Wow. That is amazing. It's, it's pretty, pretty incredible. Um, yeah. What a challenge like that with a, a really great purpose can do to bring people together. Yeah. And I know you're doing things like, you know, the, your, your go rock challenges or your tough, <laughs> but doing that as a team, right. It's so cool to be able to do that, you know, tough mutter, no person left behind. And when you can all come together for one goal and not for an individual, like, no, I'm going to be the first one to, to the top or the first one to finish, put that ego aside and do it for others. And it just yeah. makes it a better experience. Yeah, there's something they they kind of beat into quite a bit at, in those Go Ruck events. I'm like, it's not about you. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Sometimes you, it it takes some you know burpees at three in the three in the morning with a forty pound pack on to really get that in your brain. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> yeah it's not pleasant most of the time but it's satisfying right yeah, then you finish and you feel so good oh yeah i remember <laughs> the last one we did was back in april it was 20 degrees and we went downtown indianapolis and we did 23 and change miles in 10 hours with a oh, God. Uh, about 45 pounds on our back with all the water and stuff we had in there and boy did that feel good when we were done <laughs> Oh yeah. my gosh. So we've been talking a lot about challenges and, and adventure and things we can do. And I wanted to ask you as we kind of wrap up here, what do you have for, um, for our audience this week and for me as a challenge that uh, we can do this next week? Create some adventure in our lives. Wow. Oh, this part. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Um, gosh, I knew you were going to ask me that. So what can we do to bring more adventure into our lives? Um, Here's a challenge for you. I want you, I want everybody for seven straight days to either look at the sunrise or look at the sunset and say one thing you're grateful for. Awesome. And, and, you know, if you want to share that with somebody, get an accountability partner, or share that in your um, Facebook group, Dan. To me, I mean, you know, we all can't just go out and potentially find a hike, you know, but the sun's gonna, you know, unless it's cloudy, the sun's gonna come up and it's gonna go down each and every day. So what I want you to do is create some space for yourself and really feel that space and feel, you know, we talked about, I feel rich because I live in Colorado. It might not be that I have, a, you know, $100,000 in my bank account, but I'm living and I'm breathing 
and I've got the ability to go outside and go for a walk. So I want you to create that space for seven straight days for yourself and, and go see the sunrise or the sunset and just think at least for 60 seconds what all you have to be grateful for. And that's my challenge. Awesome. That is something that everybody can do. And although it will not be easy um, for, for, for some of us, um, that's going to be really, really transformational. So when this comes out in uh, nine weeks or something like that, it'll be a little bit uh, uh, easier to see the sunset. We'll be past the equinox. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that'll be really, really great way to um, end the summer, get into the fall uh, season, especially as you know we get kids back to school and get busy to just create that space. Um, to, to take a couple of breaths and, and think about something you're grateful for. So looking forward to that and seeing what, uh, what the folks in the community will do with it. I would love to see everybody on the Facebook page posting either at, at night or in the morning, wherever they're at. We've got people in there from all over the world. It's so cool. And I'll um, be doing it with you guys for sure. Yeah, definitely. I got to model the way and lead by example. Yeah, that's, I think that's the hardest part for, for both of us with this is actually living right. out what we're talking about, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> and we don't always do it perfectly, but that's why it's, it's good. We have, uh, you know, people to keep us pushing forward and, and uh, give us grace when we fall down and pick us up yeah. and keep on moving. Yep. Doesn't so, have to be perfect. Just do something. Absolutely. Just be a little bit better every day. <laughs> well, Scott, this has been awesome. I'm, I'm looking forward to keeping connecting with you uh, as we uh, go along in this awesome journey together. Where can folks find out more about the, the various stuff that you're up to? Awesome. Yeah, Dan, first of all, thank you for having me uh, as a guest. I enjoyed it. I could talk about this stuff uh, all day long. Um, say it with gratitude. That's my main website. So say it with gratitude.com uh, is a good place to kind of see what I'm up to. Uh, on a personal level, probably my social media platform of choice is Facebook. So my personal uh, link on there is just facebook.com. And then my name, Scott Colby. Um, and then I have a Say It With Gratitude page on there as well. Excellent. We'll be sure to, to put links to all that in the show notes and point people to uh, all the great work you're doing. Scott, thank you so much for uh, your time today. I really appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to um, this friendship we started and, and hopefully that we'll get out there to Colorado someday on an adventure with you. <laughs> awesome. You're welcome, Dan. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Anthem of the Adventurer. Please leave us a review in iTunes. Those are the lifeblood of a new podcast. We really appreciate those. If you want to continue the conversation around this episode and engage with your fellow adventurers on our weekly challenge, join our group on Facebook. Now go out